You know, that's a pretty good impression. I know, right? I surprise myself sometimes. Are we near the hidden temple? We've been stuck in this jungle for a while. I'm sure we're close. Has uh, Mr. Page Turner said anything to you recently? You know what? He has not. He was helpful for about a yocto second. What does he do anyway? Mostly narration. Uh, he hasn't recently, but there's bursts of exposition related to the storyline. Well, at least you can turn it off. Not all the time. Sometimes it rattles in my brain like, well... A rattle. Hmm. That sounds kind of serious. That I don't know anything else that rattles? No, the voice in your head. In an earworm, was it? Yeah, I can't get it out. Couldn't if I tried. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. oh, you okay? Yeah, I tripped across a root or something. Hey, look at that. The tree root is studded in bites. That is very strange. How do you think they got there? Previous travelers must have had them. Uh, you know what? I know. It's the batteries for the cryotanks. They're full of these syrindabites. Ah, so when the ships crashed on Tremolara... The Zimples devour the batteries. And leave the syrindabites to the jungle. Hey, let's pick one out and have a listen while we walk. And we'll come back for the rest later. If there's time. I've just been summoned to fight crime once more. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear light-up shoes. I can run so fast that my shoes glow from the heat. That seems awfully dangerous. Danger is my middle name. I thought it was Thizzlebutt. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Today we talk about voiceovers. Yes, the over part of the voice that goes over. Exactly. The voice. But not underneath. That would be silly. Yeah, not through. Yes. Gotta go over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or around the log. It's a, it's a preposition, right? The bunny jumps over <laughs> the log, around the log, inside the log. Through the log. Beneath the log. To the log. Time hops around the log. <laughs> okay. Anywho, uh, Blair Underwood, the voice of Black Lightning, Black Lightning, Black Lightning, <laughs> Maku, and Captain Wraith, he said... The voiceover is a hat you put on right now as opposed to worrying about going through wardrobe and having to look a certain way. You just got to let your voice do the talking for you. Now, a voiceover may be defined as a piece of narration in a movie or a broadcast, not accompanied by an image of the speaker. This may also be called offstage commentary. It is often used in radio, TV, movies, theater, and even some presentations. Now, voiceovers can be performed synchronously or asynchronously. Synchronously is when the audio is performed live at the same time as the action taking place. Asynchronously is pre-recorded and placed over the action, such as a narration for a documentary or a movie. Like David Attenborough on yeah. every nature documentary. <laughs> Here we have the mighty Emperor Penguin. See how majestic he is on the tundra. So... 
I remember distinctly, I didn't put this in here later, did I? I don't think I did. Um, a, one of my good friends in theater, they were doing this play called, oh man, what was it called? Uh, the something stag. Anyway, it's about, they're going into the forest and he transforms and dies on stage and he transforms into another character. But he, he was talking about, he had to run off stage in this lookalike. And for some reason, he was kind of a tall guy. They picked a tall girl. Yeah. That was like his height to mm-hmm. come on stage. She had a fake beard and she was, you know, covered from head to toe in, in costume and everything. She kind of looked like him, but she just basically walks out and dies while he's on, in the off stage area changing his costume and like <laughs> saying this magic spell thing to transform himself into the King Stack, into the stack. Ah, yes, yes. It's called King Stack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like a synchronous voiceover. Cause he was, but I bet that was, I bet that was kind of fun, honestly, like be yeah. trying to change and have your mouth over a microphone, like, <laughs> dearly beloved, we're <laughs> gathered here for this King stag. <laughs> now there are plenty of other uses for voiceovers, well, such as cartoon voiceovers, since, you know, cartoons can't really talk. Yes, they can. Roger Rabbit was real. <laughs> so was Samurai Jack. <laughs> Commercials, both radio and TV audiobooks, messages for automated phone services, and toys. And also podcasts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm making a voiceover right now. We can recommend one. You're listening to a voiceover about voiceovers. You're listening to Mid-Flight Crisis. That's pretty smooth. Thank you. Like butter. <laughs> uh, there's also video games can have voiceovers. Education, uh, corporate presentations, those wonderful work-related videos we all have to sit through at some point in our life. Synergy. I love those. That's the energy of you and me. Please give me more. Uh, then there's also announcers for PA systems in public, like the flight attendant describing the safety briefing, or the guy who says, stand clear on a subway. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Stand clear. Stand clear. Have you seen Tulsa King? No. On Paramount? It's pretty good. It's a Sylvester Stallone. He's a mobster that gets out of prison after 25 years, and they send him to Tulsa to set up like a mob front. <laughs> but he's, it's been 25 years, so there's all these advancements in technology. Mm-hmm. And he's, at one scene, it was, it struck me for some reason, but he's sitting at a uh, crosswalk, and the sign is saying, wait, wait, wait. And he's like looking around like, what, who was talking, what? <laughs> <laughs> And as soon as he moves, traffic. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so when did these things start? When did these things start? Oh, thank goodness. I'm glad you <laughs> I asked. I almost missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> While the popular idea is that the first voiceover came from Walt Disney for Mickey Mouse's voice in Steamboat Willie from 1928, it was actually performed first in 1900. Reginald Fessenden. Fessenden? Yeah. Fessenden. I love that. Fessenden was a Canadian inventor who was fascinated with the idea of communicating wirelessly. You may remember him from our Radio Crisis episode way back when, which you should listen to right now. Go. And we're back. He came up with modulating sound wave frequencies over a constant radio wave frequency. He was the first to use AM radio to broadcast an intelligible voice over a mile away. So this was technically the first voiceover by radio, but believe it or not, there were actually earlier examples. The earliest known recording was uh, that still exists of a human voice was of Edouard Léon Scott de Montanville, I think, singing A Claire de Lune in 1860 on a phonogram recording. I heard this and it sounds terrifying. Uh, <laughs> 
There's also a recording for A Clock's Hours in 1878 by Frank Lambert. Both of these technically are voiceovers. There was also a cartoon that featured a song of voiceover in 1926, a couple years before Walt Disney, but it wasn't synced to the cartoon, and it was, well, pretty racist. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So we're not <laughs> going to talk about that. Don't look that one up. In detail. Disney, however, is responsible for the first animation voiceover in that episode of Steamboat Willie that combines sound effects, synchronized voice, and music. So that was interesting. And we also have to mention the first edited voiceover. It's from the 1932 Tarzan Yell. You know, the... Yeah, everybody knows that one. Uh, it was likely edited post-production, and it's rumored that Lloyd Thomas Leach may have made the famous how. The popularity of Mickey Mouse gave rise to the Looney Tunes, notably voiced by Mel Blanc. You may recognize his voice in Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, Sylvester, Foghorn, Leghorn, and the Meat Meat of Roadrunner. Meat Meat. Meat Meat. I feel like that's a easy paycheck Is right it Blanc there. or is it Blank? Mel Blank? I, thought, Blanc? I, think, I think it's Mel Blank. Probably Mel Blank. I think it's Mel Blank. Blanc. Uh, if he's in Europe, it's Blanc. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. he's French. <laughs> Interestingly, when asking for a raise, Blank was denied, but instead had his name put into the credits catapult, capitulating. <laughs> what? Same thing. Yeah. It works. <laughs> catapulting his fame into the heavens. And the 1950s in the U.S. were full of voiceover advertisements. This is because while the rest of the world used TV as a public service model, the U.S. jumped on the free market bandwagon, kind of like healthcare. Not in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> now we come to the 1960s and the incredibly famous voiceover actor Don LaFontaine. You ever heard of this guy? Probably. You know this guy. I, pr I promise you know this guy. If you've ever watched a trailer from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even the early 2000s, you have heard his voice. He is credited with at least 5,000 movie trailers. He actually became so synonymous with movie trailers of his era that it said producers changed the way they wrote trailers just for him. Now, if you were a child of the 80s, you know Nancy Cartwright also. Uh, she is the voice of Bart Simpson, as well as many other Springfield voices. And did you know that Casey Kasem was the voice of Shaggy in Scooby-Doo? Oh, wow. That's the, the guy that does the top 40, you know. <laughs> and he writes. That guy. So does Don LaFontaine do like the, the deep movie voice? Yes, yeah, he's like, in a world. That's Don LaFontaine. <clears throat> Let me try to do oh, it. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. You should look him up doing the video, too, because he does not look like his voice. Really? He's like a kind of shorter, bald guy. Yeah. And yeah. But In a like... world filled with anticipation. All right. Let me, try, let me try. One man, one desire. Sean Claude, Van Damme, Keanu Reeves, and the same stuff you've seen over and over and over again. You stole that from, uh, that was pretty good, though. Yeah, from that one comedian. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. <laughs> what is it, Little Taco Boy? or Yeah. Little Tortilla Boy. Tortilla Boy. Yeah. Well, I have to look at the comedian These now. are my tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> Little. Oh, good Lord. All right, Charlie's tortilla typing. Tortilla Boy. But yeah, Don. Pablo Lafayette. Francisco. Pablo Francisco. Yes, thank you, Pablo. Yeah, we borrowed your content In for a second. In a world. Strewn chaos. Don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of younglings, <clears throat> Mark Hamill Mr. Skywalker has the absolute best iteration of the Joker in Batman, the animated series, as well as in the Arkham video games. Did you know that? I agree. That was my favorite Joker. Yeah. I love 
Jack Nicholson's portrayal. And I actually like Joker um, with, what, it was Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. That was Joker. Mm-hmm. I loved both of those, but yeah, Mark Hamill like just owned that voice. Have you heard it? The Batman, the animated series? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then we can't forget probably one of the absolute most famous voiceovers in history, Darth Vader. David Prowse, someone you may not have heard of, actually wore the Darth Vader suit and voiced the lines in the filming of the original Star Wars trilogy, but his voice was replaced by the iconic James Earl Jones. Did you know he didn't know until the movie came out? I didn't know that. Yeah. David Prowse thought he was going to have- All those lines? Yeah. Can you imagine how angry- Do they have like a cut of Star Wars with his lines in it? Uh, They got to have it somewhere in the archives. Yeah, yeah. There's like edits, you know, and you see him talking. Hi, my name's Darth Vader. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And you know- I'm going to get you, Luke. (laughs) Did you know in uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, the famous, no, I am your father? Yeah. That was not what David Prowse said. Because he did all the lines through all of the mm-hmm. trilogy. He said, uh, no, I killed your father. No! So it was a... <laughs> there's a great story that Mark Hamill tells about this because it was a voiceover. Yeah. And Mark knew about it. Uh, George Lucas knew about it. And the director knew about it. Really? So that so that Luke Skywalker could react appropriately, you know? Yeah. And uh, he said they were sitting at the premiere. He was sitting next to Harrison Ford. And... Harrison looks at him when they say that the iconic line, no, I am your father. And he's like, you didn't tell me about that kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Hamill kept the secret. It was awesome. So in the line of Star Wars, um, one of my favorite lines is Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Anakin when they're Mustafar. It's like, Anakin, my allegiance is the Republic to democracy. Oh, yeah. The way he says democracy, that's yeah. pretty democracy. rich. Democracy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone else has been that impassioned about democracy. <laughs> to um, democracy. <laughs> and an otherwise very British galaxy. There's like a galaxy. thick, chewy yeah. essence to the way he says democracy. Yeah, he really, he chews it up. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, if you guys are interested, um, yeah, it's James Earl Jones. <laughs> so, Gray Delisle, <laughs> Delisle, <I think>. Delisle, <laughs> great <laughs> Gray Delisle, voice of Daphne in really Scooby Doo. All right, I was always talking in weird voices from the time I was two. I guess I just found a way to keep doing it. I did get a degree in theater and took some voiceover classes, but most of it just you know the same stuff I was doing as a kid. Now, we could go on and on listing voice actors to reminisce, but let's move into some technology. The audio cassette came around after World War II in 1963. It quickly took the place of records and record players due to its portability. While most cassettes were used to listen to music, a new idea came about, the audiobook. Next, we move into the digital age of video games. The first actual voiceover in a video game was probably, most likely, in Castle Wolfenstein, from 1981 on the Apple II. Uh, celebrities have made numerous cameos in other video games as well. And with the digital age came the ease of recording into a computer, like we're doing right now, mm-hmm. which would then be transcribed onto a floppy disk. Those are real things, kids. Or a CD and eventually flash drives and external hard drives and now into the cloud. So now in the modern era, 
It is incredibly easy to record at home with very little to invest. We're doing it <laughs> right now. <laughs> All you really need now to get into the voiceover business is a good microphone yep. like this one. And we have to say here, don't get a USB microphone. Those are great for streaming content and maybe recording something like TikToks. But if you're really trying to make it professional, get an XLR microphone. Yep, definitely agree. If you do get an XLR, you'll either need like an interface or a digital recorder or both. Yeah, we use a digital recorder. Uh, it's called a Zoom. If you look in, if you're interested, look in the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. But if you get a recorder, they're a little more expensive. You can use it as a recorder or an interface or both, which is what we do. Now, you'll need a decent computer to process the audio recording and edit it. Uh, we're a split podcast. 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 Oh, that, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't podcast me, bro. Um, I prefer Apple and Charlie prefers Windows and Android. Which is correct. <laughs> yes, it is correct that I said that. Now, with a computer of your choice, you also need audio recording and editing software. There are tons available. Uh, Apple comes with GarageBand famously. Like, that's a free software. But there's tons of free stuff on uh, and Android and Windows as well. Though it's not an absolute... We highly, highly recommend some sort of sound dampening to make the audio crisper and clearer. Then most important, you you drive your drive and talent. Not sure we have much of either anymore. I mean, I drive a lot. You do drive here. To get here. <laughs> <laughs> now, the voice of Darth Vader himself, James Earl Jones, once said, I don't know if I can do a James Earl Jones. It's so rich and deep. My voice is for hire. No, no. <laughs> No, okay, no not it, at all. <laughs> no, we're keeping at it. I'm just going to read it in my voice. My voice is for hire. My endorsement is not for hire. I will do a voiceover, but I cannot endorse without making a different kind of commitment. My politics are very personal and subjective. I think mine was going into like Morgan Freeman territory. Yeah, you're going like deep, rich, southern. He's, I guess he's a little southern. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I am your father. That, yeah, that, that's more. Okay. <laughs> Now for some verifiable, voracious verities involving voiceovers. Roughly 5% of VA voiceover artists get 95% of the work. A little skewed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a, a tiny bit. Uh, maybe slight exaggeration, but the premise is true. First round auditions for a part are normally done in the actor's home. Uh, the voice isn't the only part of being a great voiceover artist. You have to be able to convey the character as well. And many voiceover artists use agencies, much like famous actors have agents. Now, males typically hold a sound for 20 seconds, while females can do 15 seconds. The longest recorded sustained sound was by Richard Fink in 2019. It lasted two minutes and one second. I watched it. It was... You should go watch it. It's pretty impressive. Because <laughs> he's just sitting there going, ooh. <laughs> Two solid minutes. I lasted about 30 seconds. I was like. <laughs> uh, and Adam Brody, voice of Woody Stone. And in a world without heroes, as the movie trailer voiceover guy might say, the slightly awkward can be slightly cool. All right, all right, all right. Exactly. Thanks for spending your time with us. In a world. In a world. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourselves. 
We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone, and thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 